All finished. Looks pretty good, huh? Hmm. Or say. Not yet. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one not yet finished minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from Marvel Movie Minute are Rob and Kyle. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, guys. Podcasters assemble. That's right. The the people who are crazy enough to do a minute-by-minute podcast. (laughs) We're a rare breed. Uh, We are a rare breed, but I think you guys are even rarer in that your movies are probably going to outpace your podcasts. (laughs) We will not survive. We will not live longer. No, we won't make it. I started, I realized when I, I started looking at Avengers Endgame that it's 300 minutes. I'm like, that's a year. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know I can do that. Oh, that's hard. So you're just going to pass the podcast down through the generations, right? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, training my daughter up, so uh, she'll take over. There we go. <laughs> When, I, yeah, when, we, when we collapse at our microphones, then our daughters will pick up the mantle and <laughs> carry on. How many phases do you think you'll make it through? <laughs> we, we talk about that too because it's getting harder uh so i we our goal right now is at least to get to the avengers right because you know, uh-huh. that's that's sort of the crown jewel and then yeah. and then we'll see but whew, i don't know there's a lot to get through to get to that point <laughs> well uh we thank you both for uh being here we're we're on minute 73 of the karate kid it begins with even more paint the fence and ends with a happily humming miyagi um so where we left off on last Friday, uh, Daniel thought he was just painting a section of a fence until Miyagi told him to paint the whole fence. Uh, so Daniel uses his left hand here to paint the taller boards because it's common knowledge that flying attacks come from the left side. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Now, wait, can I ask you guys, have you guys gone into a deep dive about the history of fence painting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I tried really hard to avoid it. I mean, we went deep on sanding the week before. And oh, then did I, you? <laughs> then, then it was like, all right, painting. I just, I don't know what to say. It's painting. Well, Whoa. we figured that might be staining that, he, that he's doing. Well, yes, that does seem oh, more likely. Very well done. You know, we all know that the Victorian era is when the popularity of wooden fences skyrocketed. And oh, yeah, the staining, yeah. Staining didn't happen until after the Industrial Revolution because that's when it went moved from painting to the chemicals that you could get for actually staining a fence. Now, Daniel would have been far better off if he had been doing this today. He would have benefited from gel stains, which allow a lot more control and the less ability to spill the stain as you use it. Yeah, but his karate would have turned out worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lost. I mean, we know this. <laughs> we just thought it would sound gross if, you, if Maggie was like, stain the fence. Show me stain the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on it or something? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's many ways I can do this, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> he's following. He's being. He's being a good student. <laughs> uh, so we transition to a close-up of Miyagi, and he is uh, pruning what uh, looks like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Um, and, oh, actually, I, I put this in here because I wanted to apologize to our listeners that we didn't wish them a Merry Christmas last week. Uh, oh. So. Or just a happy holidays in general. So, um, yeah, we, we'll, we'll hit another holiday this week, but not yet. We're almost there. The countdown begins. <laughs> um, so, happy yeah. holidays. Start pruning yeah. your Christmas tree like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope everybody got what I asked for on their Christmas list. <laughs> 
uh, a uh, reminder that also we uh, discussed uh, when pruning a bonsai tree, uh, they literally call it training. It's, this is training a bonsai tree. Oh. So much, much like Miyagi is training Daniel. So, yeah, I, mean, I was just saying this because it's good that Miyagi's training something at, at this point. <laughs> That's true. It's training the tree and the kid's paying the fence. <laughs> how many how many takes did this take, I wonder? Is he actually, like, pruning some dead needles? Or, like, did he did Pat Morita just kill this plant? He just had to keep ripping <laughs> stuff out? Bring me another one. <laughs> There's nothing left on this one. <laughs> He, or uh, maybe maybe he just treats every every plant like a bonsai and he's trying to shape this maybe maybe yeah uh he like does he do this with like flowers and yeah or his or, students he just like prunes one of daniel's arms <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> that's my finger <laughs> if this one's no good look better <laughs> he does have though an incredible garden yeah. I, mean, I, know, I mean, wow, just the incredible amount of time and effort that has taken. Let's say I know this is 1980s California, but like he has a lot of land and a lot of stuff and a lot of uh, custom decorating for being a maintenance man. <laughs> well, he's got free help. True. <laughs> True. Well, there's that. <laughs> but, you know, even just to have this much and four, four, five, four cars and a truck. So yeah. It, I assume he got it all out of steel because he's like he lives in a junkyard basically. True. So True. he's next to some oil derricks that yeah. are may, may or may not be running. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of training, uh, Rob, Kyle, this is your first time here. What do you think of uh, Mr. Miyagi's methods uh, for training Daniel? I think that they would they would probably work better at the time that these were happening in. They wouldn't work well today. You would have to divulge far more information about your ulterior plan. Mm-hmm. I well, don't think I don't think just, anybody would take this on the surface that that they're that Daniel's taking it on. Uh, unless you just uh, wrote down that Daniel was an intern, and then you could pretty much have him do whatever you want. Work well, for then there's that. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was the intern. Copy. I know you, they work you like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, I'm not sure. Start the creamer. Right. I, I'm sure he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of his uh, landscaping done, and that's great. But uh, I'm not sure how well these would hold up against even just a random person just trying to throw a punch. Maybe he's just training them specifically for tournament, as opposed to you know getting caught by a bunch of skeletons chasing you down in a <laughs> random lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems to be all upper body defense that's all really is being trained right. in this movie <laughs> there's, right. no kicking, there's no there's no punching well as long yeah. as no one sweeps the leg i think we're he'll, he'll be fine yeah nobody would do that that's illegal oh, right <laughs> uh all right so we uh pulled back uh the camera a bit to see uh miyagi is uh wearing his readers uh which again are i guess he borrowed those from john avildsen uh and, <laughs> Yeah, he said on the commentary that those were his. Uh, And Daniel sits down happily next to Mr. Miyagi, and it sure looks like he's feeling good. He got that fence finished, and uh, nothing more to to worry about. (laughs) And uh, Miyagi, the uh, cruel (laughs) master that he is, he doesn't even, like, take a moment to look around. (laughs) He just says both sides. He was, he was, he knew this was coming. He's like just <laughs> relishing, waiting for this moment. And then it came and he was all practiced up how he was going to react. I'm, I'm Several steps done. ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Does he do this for fun, for sadistic pleasure? <laughs> I think not get a kick out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like, do, do you think he just looked around and then figure out what he needed to have done, and then reverse engineered it to moves that he would teach? <laughs> yeah, right. that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, he heard some commotion outside the, his maintenance shed at the um, the uh, oh my gosh, what's what, the South Seas, and uh, all of a sudden was like, oh, there's a worker right there. <laughs> Let me run out and defend him, and then I'll I'll, I'll somehow figure out a way to talk him into. Uh, coming to my house and working on my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we don't see in the director's cut. There's this, uh, him looking at a picture of, uh, he had an architect do of how he wanted his place to look, just <laughs> looking at dreaming going, but I could never do this. I could never do this on my own. And then he hears the commotion outside. Next up, fix the pool. Fix the <laughs> pool. <laughs> what lesson could he teach out of that one? I wonder. I Grout the tile. Grout the tile. <laughs> Maybe if it was like a '90s movie, he could somehow work skateboards into it and oh, just like, yeah. like oh, lean down and yeah. scrub as you go through. The extreme Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so at, at this point, Daniel just immediately gets the wind taken right out of his sails. And but I was just thinking, like at this point, shouldn't Daniel expect? that there's going to be one more thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's, it, it's a test. I think it's just a test of uh, Daniel's patience. Like you, you got to put up with this. You'll learn focus You'll learn, you know, patience and, and concentration. It, I think it's all a part of a piece, <laughs> you know? Well, it's actually, it's also a part of his psychological training that he's undergoing. Mm -hmm. The psychological yeah. training is that, you know, he is so, impetuous and he is so ready to just you know re react and Miyagi is really trying to show him not just patience but restraint and control not just of his physical you know abilities but also his mental ones as well that's so true because he's such a hothead yes he's such a exactly. hothead and Miyagi has seen that you know um yeah, I mean, so, as much as it is free physical labor I do think that he is doing something to to work on his Daniel's stamina I mean, because he is he is a, a string bean. So, I mean, I think having him do repeated physical labor over the course of what month and a half, yeah. uh, whatever it is, uh, I think probably is probably building up his strength. So that's true. A, a we are. Point I, for I, I, we definitely joke about this. <laughs> it's so he's like, oh, yeah, he's making him work. But, yeah, it's it's. Uh, getting him stronger. Uh, it's training that muscle memory. So he remembers these right. moves. Um, and uh, yeah, the, that patience uh, to, to focus, um, balance. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so uh, day fades tonight. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to mention here, we've kind of talked about it a couple times, but um, there was, there is a bit of uh, tension here in Paint the Fence uh, that is missing in this final cut because uh, the scenes are uh, in a different order than they were originally. Uh, Paint the Fence was actually supposed to take place on the same day that he was supposed to go on his date with Allie. So the, the tension is he's trying desperately to get this job done so he can go home and clean up and then somehow convince his mother to bring him to go pick Allie up and go to the golf and stuff. But now it's just, he's just, fr it, they kind of focus that, they focus that frustration on him just being frustrated at Miyagi's training rather than, you know, this, this outside force. Mm. Uh, so it, it's interesting that they, they kind of shuffled around and, 
it's yeah, Matt weird that they would want to lose that tension. Usually tension is good in a movie in certain parts. I think it's more like they wanted it to be more more tension for what we're focused on now, the training, rather than girl stuff, boy-girl stuff, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you know, Miyagi's holding them back from the date rather than what is Miyagi doing here in the first place? What? Why is he doing this to me? <laughs> um so, yeah, yeah. As we see him paint into the night, uh, we would have had in the background just uh, the idea of like, oh, man, is he going to be late? Is he, you know, this beautiful girl is finally, you know, he's going to have a stress-free day with her and nothing's going to go wrong. So, and she, he just has to not be late for it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, as, as we go into nighttime here, Daniel is painting by the light of a lantern. And, uh, and then he just, we see him switching his hands, with the paintbrush and kind of shaking like the, the cramps out and out steps, Mr. Miyagi <laughs> humming to himself, uh, wearing a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> uh, like a flat cap, a newsboy hat or something. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Yeah, Where do we think he's going? Does he have a date? <laughs> that's my question for you guys. Where is he going? <laughs> um, I, I would guess he's going to the paint store. <laughs> why do you dress up for the paint store <laughs> maybe he likes you know when you get to a certain age just to go out of the house you dress up i mean we uh, there's uh i've been spending a lot of time at home as i think many people have and uh, i feel that kind of way i want to go out it's like i'm gonna see other human beings i should probably get dressed up <laughs> i haven't worn this in a while <laughs> i have been working my way through my t-shirt collection you know making sure everyone gets a little bit of attention yeah <laughs> Uh, according to the commentary, uh, that, that question is posed and, uh, the writer, Robert Mark Kamen, uh, says that he's going on a date. That's where he thinks, oh. uh, Miyagi is going on a date and Pat Morita chimes in and he says that Miyagi is going to a Mexican karaoke place. <laughs> <laughs> Both are correct. <laughs> Head cannon accepted. Nice. Hey, by the way, do we, uh, Kyle, do you know what kind of lantern that is? Uh, is it a Coleman lantern? Oh, it is a Coleman lantern. It's a line of pressure lamps first introduced by the Coleman Company in 1914. This particular model is either a 220F or 228F lantern produced between 1971 and 1980. Love it. <laughs> Sorry. You know, when I have minute podcasters on, I know I don't need to do a lot of work. <laughs> Guarantee somebody's waiting to fill in the blanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, that is, the, that is your classic Coleman lantern right there yes. for sure. Is there uh, any other? No. no. <laughs> um, all right. So Miyagi uh, does give him a compliment. It's a very good job. You know, he's not usually open with the compliments as he's making right. skid work. But uh, he still is just not explaining what all the work is for. And Daniel is just kind of left standing there as Miyagi walks away. And again, he's not supervising him to correct any mistakes in his form that he might have, that he might be training bad habits. Right. Nope, he's good. He's good. Just I guess that, that person... wrist is going to stay right where it's supposed to be. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he does tell him to uh, come back in the morning, start early. So I, you know, with all this scene shuffling about, I'm, I've really kind of lost track what day it is. <laughs> if he's got school in the morning, I'm assuming it's a, it's a weekend morning. That's, that's why he can come early. Um, or maybe he's on, I don't know, maybe is this, maybe at this point we're on Thanksgiving break or something. I, 
my daughter was asking that when we were watching the movie together was asking that too she's like how does he have this much time and i was like <laughs> there could be fall break that they're on or it yeah. could be we're just seeing weekends i don't know maybe yeah it was the 80s yeah yeah a lot of time would just leave the house in the morning and you'd never uh, see him again until dinner time lucille would have no worries at all just he just roam all over Reseda on his bike with, right there, there's nothing to worry about he's completely fine <laughs> Uh, well, that, that is the uh, end of the minute, unless you guys have anything else that you noticed or any bits of trivia that we have not covered yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. I got to tell you something. That was, that was uh, even for our little stay here on the show, those were the two uh, b- biggest things. The rest were really hard to figure out. So there, I've, I've exhausted our minutiae in terms of detail. <laughs> uh, but, no, you know, I, look at I mean, just, rem- you know, I know for us coming in here, it reminds you just how great this movie is. And, yeah. you know, th- this minute, th- well, you'll notice that we're in this kind of really deep discussion and and contemplative sort of moments of the film. There's no music. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, distracting from this. It's just focused on Daniel and his journey, his hero's journey, that right now is very frustrating to him. I came here to talk about Bill Conti, and now I can't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Well, I mean, we we certainly can. Uh, <laughs> no, well, we'll see. I mean, because I I, I had a I had a theory about uh, Conti and Zamfir uh, being much like Miyagi and Daniel in in musical form, <laughs> where Miyagi is laying that rhythm and Daniel is doing the uh, doing the pan flute over it, you know, kind of going along and then flittering off somewhere else. But they they seem to be working. In sync, I don't know. Matt scoffed at it, so I, I don't like it. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, why don't we get to our uh, Monday question then? Um, when did you guys first see the Karate Kid? I saw it in theaters I, when it first came out. Uh, oh, I mean, so I, lucky. I know uh, this was this was during right in the prime time where I was like discovered that hey, movies, these are awesome. And since all I think right. I believe. If I knew my math right, I believe I was nine at the time. I was uh, two. <laughs> uh, so I I was taken to it by my parents. I don't think yeah. that, that wasn't My mom brought me to the Jungle Book. So. I really wanted to go to the Karate Kid. She oh, dropped my older oh. brother at the Karate Kid, and I had to go to the Jungle Book. Oh, that was, well, even, that was even the Jungle Book reissue, right? Right, right. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because anyway. the medals were around for the original Jungle Book release. Um, yeah, I, I I can't I I know I know practically where in the in the country I was, but I don't actually remember like going and sitting in the theater and watching it. But I know that it was a huge movie. I was trying to explain this to, yeah. to my daughter then about like no, it wasn't just that people saw it; it was that everyone saw it. Like every kid you went to school with had seen this movie, uh, and and every so everybody knew wax on wax off and sand the floor and crane stance and sweep the leg all of it i mean that was what all we were talking about that summer yeah, yeah for nope. sure same thing me too um i was uh, this i think movie came out a few days before my 12th birthday so we were already in summer and i abs- and i actually remember going my mother taking us my dad was working my mother took uh my bro- my younger brother and i and i absolutely still remember the scene where the the skeleton, you know, the, the mm. guys and the skeletons attack him, and yeah. Miyagi shows up. I remember seeing that twelve years old as it was yesterday. Wow! <laughs> because it was just it was just such a moment of like you know being bullied, and then mm-hmm. oh you know having someone come to help defend you in that situation totally seared into my memory, and just 
had great memories of this. I mean, I, I think this was one of the movies that in subsequent summers with our neighbors, friends that were neighbors, this was a movie that we'd watch constantly once it was released on home video. Yeah. Yeah. I think, sure. I think it was a big staple on HBO. Yes. Oh yes. And that too. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the sequel I know was heavily played, uh, but I remember yep. this being a, I remember seeing this a lot. And then uh, I'm so glad you had us on because I had not watched this movie in probably I don't know not since not since VHS. So like <laughs> I had not gone back and looked at it at all. And then oh wow, since, since you asked us to come on, I started watching it, and it was like it took me back to a very happy time. I was like. Yes. Oh, I remember this. And also, like, I remember then living through the time that this was set in and, and like, and now sitting next to my daughter explaining to her sort of the, the 80s-ness of it all. And because <laughs> she loves, my daughter's 13. Uh, and so she's uh, loving the fashion of all the girls. She's like, I would wear that in a second, but hates everything that every guy is wearing. She's like, oh, what are you doing with that? And like, she's, a, I, she's a fan of big hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 look. I mean, like the 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 layers and the sweaters and the yeah. and the sock, all that stuff. But then when I remember in the one scene where Daniel is wearing the red jacket and there's like a around his collar, there's a zipper, and she's like, "What's? Why does he have a zipper there? Is that just a style?" I'm like, "Oh no, hon, that's that's where the hood is. You unzip that and you unroll the hood." And she looked at me like in shock, like, "What are you talking about, old man?" It's like, "No, you had a like a hood. It rolled up and you could put it over your head if it rained." Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, talking about uh, like a, like from another from another world, but that, but that's it's also super fun to like uh, to try and bridge that gap. I, you know, yet uh, these kids, you know, they missed out. This yeah. was the coolest time to grow up in. So, yeah. oh, well, yeah. you missed it. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we can reminisce about. When we're yeah, right. yeah. You know, I used to just leave the house at like three o'clock and I'd yeah. be gone. <laughs> I stared at a screen for just a couple hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of the time I was on my bike. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, Rob, Kyle, very good job. Come come back Wednesday. Start early, okay? Oh, okay. Oh. We can do that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, uh, we did mention your podcast, so we definitely want to give that another plug. Uh, where can people find it, and what what current Marvel movie are you working on? Well, we're right in the middle. Well, first of all, we are uh, True Story FM's Marvel Movie Minute. You can go and reach us uh, at marvelmovieminute.com. Uh, we just uh, finished up uh, towards the beginning of the summer uh, with season two, which was The Incredible Hulk. And we are currently deep into production of season three, which is Iron Man 2. Nice. Uh, a, a movie uh, uh, a lot more fun than uh, people give it credit for. Well, yes. We, <laughs> is it, we, though? Oh, it is, Kyle. You know it is. It is. Well, listen, and you know what? If you think to yourself, well, why would I listen about The Incredible Hulk? Trust me. Oh, yeah. We made it way more fun than you would believe. <laughs> So that's right for the for the black sheep of the Marvel family. Uh, yeah, we, we really it, dug if, deep. If you want a villain that loves his bud, <laughs> uh, check right. out Iron Man too. That's right. Oh yes, <laughs> the boyd is an ongoing discussion with us. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks again for coming, and until next time, fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei. Yeah.